Hello, Merriweather. I can't hear you very well. I, I think I got I might need to log off and log on again. No problem. I don't know if it's you or it might be me. Let me adjust my, my pieces. Is that any better? Um, maybe, maybe. I can hear you good. You can? Yeah. Am I super faint? Yeah, I've got my volume all, all the way up, but it might be me. Sometimes that happens I don't know. when I'm on my phone. I'm on my phone. <laughs> I, put, I put my stuff here. If it's bad, you log off and log back on. But if you're okay. Okay, yeah, I think I can hear you okay. I also moved out into a quieter area. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, nice. What's up? Um, okay, well, I was just, there's something I've been thinking about. And one thing I've always struggled with is the whole, like, being content where I'm, where, with where I'm at now, you know, like, I, I want, sometimes I, and even though I might change my situation in the future, uh, I want to figure out how to be more content with where I am at now. Yeah. If that makes sense. A hundred percent. Every, every single surgeon has this problem. I think. Yeah. <laughs> can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. You're a little quiet, but I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, what are you thinking about where you are now? Like, what are you telling yourself when you're kind of thinking about being content where you are? What's coming up? Yeah. So I guess some of the thoughts first are, so I, um, like my job is okay and I have a good family and have a good house. And so everything's fine, but I, I still feel a little like, um, uh, maybe there's, <laughs> I lost you a little bit. You said you think there's maybe what? Um, sorry, can you still, can you hear me better now? I got you. I got you now. Oh, like, so I know things are fine mm -hmm. and I feel like things are fine, but it's almost like I want something more like to be even more fulfilled than I am. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm expressing that properly. I, I, I think I totally get it. And I think, I think part of it too is, um, you know, as I'm talking about this out loud, which is why this helps, is how you guys are always talking about how things are 50-50. So maybe that's part of the thoughts that I need to work on that like every day isn't going to be amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's true. And I think like, especially in our, you know, 2021 culture of like Instagram, Facebook, dopamine, look at what everybody else is doing. Like, it's almost like we have that drug always telling us something should be happening. And then we're like, and then right. we use that against us. Like we're not enough. I should be amazing right now. Cause look at all the other amazing people right now. You know, like, I think that's tricky when we're like fed that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you there? Yeah, and so maybe that's where I can, some days I'm just going to feel blah, or some days I'm just, wait, let me try taking you off my Wi-Fi. Okay.
All right, can you hear me now or no? We're good. All right. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. Yeah, I took you off my Wi-Fi to see if that helped. Okay, cool. So we were talking about it, it like that space, like that quiet space, right? Of like just a day. And what what are your thoughts about those blah days? Yeah. So when I have one of those days, I'm like gosh, I got to change my life. You know, like I must not be doing something right. You know what I mean? And where do you think that's, where's that coming from? Um, yeah. So I think part of it is might be that I feel like every day has to be great and maybe that's not the case. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what if, it, what if it was possible that every day wasn't great? Right. Where did the, where did the every day should be great come from? I think partly, like you, like you say, it kind of comes from our culture. And like you said, from face to Facebook, Instagram, but also just like, yeah, expectations that, you know, Hollywood, whatever, you know, <laughs> like, some ideal that I worked up in my mind that just might not be realistic, you know? And I think, I think it's, you know, I never want to confuse like living your life with that, like, what if there's more, right? Like, I never want a woman to be like, well, I should just be happy with what I got and I'll learn to live with what I got. Like, if you truly have that, like, there's something else, that voice, I think there's absolutely something to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably part of it. Like, yeah, I, I feel like um, that maybe there is something else that I could be living my life differently. Um and so sometimes, and, and so I, I think it's okay that I'm not there right now. I've been doing a lot of thought work on that because part of me feels like, oh, I have to be there right now, but I don't even know what that looks like. So I'm trying to like, starting to try to explore and to um, work on creating space to try to figure out what that something else is. It's challenging being a surgeon and having a family and you know, I find that weeks just disappear living my life and I haven't had time to do that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there's so, there's so much, there's so much material here, right? Like what do you want to work on? Like how, your thoughts about blah days or do you want to work on not enough time to figure out what your calling is? Wh where do you think you want to take this? Yeah. Maybe that latter one is good because I do feel like I'm okay doing what I'm doing, but I feel like there's something more that somehow I want it to be different. Okay. What's our circumstance? Can we make it, uh, can we make it any less generic than life? I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it kind of is just life. <laughs> so, uh, full-time surgery job. Yes. Yes. Okay. Surgery. What's your, what's your, what else are you doing when you're not doing your surgery job? So I'm a mom. Okay. So my two children take a lot of time. Mom. Squared. Mom times two. Perfect. Um, I'm a wife, you know, a daughter, like. Okay. So we've got you in your life. Yeah. And, and what's your, what's your thought we should chew on? 
yeah. So, I mean, I definitely feel like it's okay, but I feel like there should be something more. Yeah. you feel um a little bit like unfulfilled mm -hmm. and when you're unfulfilled what do you do um sometimes i i guess i feel blah <laughs> you know uh maybe that's a feeling too um I, I'm not as engaged in what I'm doing each day because, you know, I'm looking for what else, I guess. Yeah, so disengaged. Disengaged. Um, okay. Anything else? Um, just is distracted the same thing? I don't know. <laughs> Right, because maybe you're looking for fulfillment, right? So you're like, yeah. you're, you're out there searching. Uh, so maybe searching. Anything else we're doing or not doing when we're feeling unfulfilled? Do you buffer your unfulfillment with anything? Yeah, I'm sure I do. Like Facebook, you know, just scroll or um, probably sometimes food. What's, what's the result of you being disengaged and searching, buffering for buffering with various reasons? Man, nobody, uh, that my life doesn't. Nobody can hear me well. I'm going to try to get off of this audio. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Okay. How's that? Oh yeah, you're a lot louder. A lot better. Okay, awesome. Um, okay, so results on better, yay. Results on uh, being disengaged, searching, buffering with various buffers. What are the results of this? Uh, that my life stays the same. Stays the same, right? <laughs> yeah. Because and I think the, the other result for this is this isn't enough. Right. right. If this is, if there should be more then this isn't enough. Right. And th there's no right or wrong. This, this is like more than enough for people. And this is right. not, and this is not enough for people. So yeah. It's, it's not what is your life. It's not the like blocks that make this enough or not enough. It's our thoughts about those blocks. Right. Because some people are like so overwhelmed looking for nothing else. And some, I know. Some people are like, all of this, not enough. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is just important to see, right? Because yeah. it's, not, it's not the blocks that, that make us feel whole or overwhelmed or whatever it might be. It's, it's our meaning or our thoughts that go behind it. Right. So, yeah. What, what's coming up for you? Well, because when you say that, then I feel like, yeah, I should be fine. 
Right. And then whenever we, whenever we throw should in there, it's, you know, basically exactly. just a, whip, a whip on our back of like, you, you ungrateful. Right. So I think, you know, in piecing this apart of like, if, if this thought feel, th this thought either feels very true to you and it's serving you or it's not, it's just beating your, beating yourself up. Right. Right. And so I think the question for you is, is this worth hanging on to? Right. I see. Yeah. What I can't figure out is if I actually want to change. Like, I, th I think I get overwhelmed by trying to figure out how to change it. You know, I, th I think I really do. I think I actually do want to change, but that, then I get, it's, sometimes it gets easier just to keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> 100%. And that's just good to see, right? Like, yeah. if we're, let, we'll just call this a warm, cozy cave for like, we'll just call this like a warm, cozy cave. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably really good at this life. Right. So good that sometimes you're like, it's kind of blah. It's just so easy to, to have this life. Right. Right. So anything that actually changes this is going to be uncomfortable. Yes. Like, absolutely. And, and mm -hmm. if you're going to decide to do something new, you actually could fail at it. Yes. Not to, uh -huh. not, to yeah. you, not to scare you into not do it, but just to point out, like, that's why it's uncomfortable. Because you're not right. good at it. Right. Right. It's so, unknown. Yeah. Unknown. Totally. But so, you know, if this thought isn't serving you, if you're like, I actually really love my cave and I'm good right now, I'm going to just work on poking a hole through that thought because this is amazing. It's all I want. Option, option A. Option, right. option B being like, no, I think like there's this voice inside of me that actually says there is something more. Yeah. It's option B. Okay. Yeah. It's option B ladies. <laughs> option B. Now we got to get out of the cave because <laughs> if there's that voice where I want to give her a very female, I think she's, I think she's in all of us, but She's, she's probably not. Some people are like super, the, all they want was your cave. Right. right. Yeah. The other thing of like people who are driven, they're like, why aren't all these other people driven? Cause they actually aren't. And that's okay. Right. Right. Yeah. But like you have an amazing, warm, co cozy cave and you're still saying like, man, there's this voice that like yeah. says there's more. And it's not yeah. just there to beat me up. It's not just there to make me feel not enough. Like there's actually a voice. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. We have yeah. to be like, you know, it's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never clarified it before. Yeah. Now that voice needs you to do some scary shit. Possibly. Right. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So we've got, let's, let's work on that. C T F A R. Something more. Tell me more. Tell me more about that. Do you have any more clarity on it? I mean, a little maybe. Um, I mean, I really like my cave, you know, being a physician, doing my clinic and surgery and um, having two kids and, you know, my family's close by. That's all good. But yeah, I just feel like something on a bigger level and I don't know exactly what it is and I don't know what fits yet. And I guess that's why I feel so lost. But um, before I became a surgeon, I thought about doing like public health policy and global health and 
just something on like a, a bigger scale. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't feel like I've ever fulfilled that because I got just caught up in the grind of, you know, residency and kids and work and, <laughs> totally. you know. So there's a, there's an exercise you can do and it's a letter to your current self. Okay. And we don't have to do it now, but like, this might be a, a, a project for you is like, if your future self, we always say like, who's the best person to tell you what to do, right? Is like, and we always want to go like, oh, I'll read that book. I'll go see what that person says. I'll go see what this coach says. I'll go see. Yeah. And it's like the best person is you. Sure. And, and the best you is your future you. And so you're like, you get to write yourself a letter to yourself. So my future you is, for future me is writing my current me. Yep. Okay. And she's like, she's telling you what life is like. I see. She's like, okay. dear friend, <laughs> 10 years from now, you know, this is where you live. This is your job. This is the amount of money that's in your bank account. This is like all of these things. Mm, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it might be and you can only control the stuff that you can control you can't be like my kid is going to be an honor society like you can't know like, <laughs> right. you can't control the other people right you can control yourself but the the letter to your self that your future self is writing you because she like she knows yeah and she's the only one that knows no nobody else has any idea right yeah, that would be a good exercise. Yeah, so that I would say I'd recommend that exercise as far as exploring, exploring it. And mm -hmm. then I think, you know, the other thing to just explore is like, for you, and again, you know, to be clear, like, there's people who like, think they should be doing more, but they actually don't want to, it's just society telling them. And like, right. that's different. That's very different than like, no, there's this inner voice that says, I'm built for something else. I just have to start doing that work. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that is a very important clarification and I, and I keep coming back to it, which makes me think it's the inner voice because, you know, I've done a lot of work to try to see if it's just that I think it's more that what people expect of me. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Super, super important work to do. Yeah. And then, then you get coached on like, it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> yes. Which is why hanging around people who like are used to doing uncomfortable things and failing is like a useful thing to do. Sure. Yeah. And well, when you think about it, like you, you go to college and you're on your pre-med course and then you go to med school and there wasn't a whole lot of like exploring or decision-making along the way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you just got on the train and there you went. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the, I think so many people don't listen to that inner voice because they're like, oh, it shouldn't be hard or it shouldn't be, you know, scary or it shouldn't be. And it's like, no, that's exactly what that is. Like that's yeah. exactly the work that you do to get to that, that new spot. And then, you know, the work on like, nobody's going to give you permission. Right? Yeah. And you literally need no permission. It's all you. And then, and then just like, you know, this whole month is time management. That's always the challenge. Like, still living the life I'm living while trying to figure out what else it is, you know? Totally. And, you, and, you know, this model is just one piece of it of like disengaged, you know, buffering, social media, right. kind of all that stuff. And part of that's just staying comfortable too, right? Like this right. is not painful. Except right. like, in the long run, it might be painful, but like, 
today is not painful. Right. Yeah. Right? And I think so many people are like, you know, you look at somebody and you're like, where do they find all the time? Yes. It's like, well, they're actually not doing some of this. Right. Yeah, there's a good, there's several hours in the week that I'm probably buffering more than I realize. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we all do. And plus, you know, and it's never to be like, don't relax. Right. It's, mm -hmm. it's to be like, there's always some time that we're choosing. We're choosing it, right? Like right. We're, we're choosing all of our hours for the most part. Um, other thoughts that are coming up? No, I think that's helpful. Yeah. Clarifying that was helpful. Whether, because I, I think I wasn't, as, as I was talking to you, I could be pretty definitive about it, that it's a voice, but I don't think I was clear in my head about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And days are still allowed to be boring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> even when, even when you're fight, when you're found your voice, it's not all, it, you know, it's never, it's not all like this. Yeah. It's helpful to, to hear that over and over again about it's 50 50 and to hear other people have boring days. Cause nobody posts about their boring days on Facebook. Right. They post about their vacations and on about their, you know. I know. Cool all the places that I'm not going on vacation. Right. Um, yeah. And I think, I think, I think truly honest, successful people are like, it is painful. But yeah. it's also like, you know, and what they talk about is like that 50 50, mm -hmm. it keeps getting, it keeps getting bigger and better, right? Like better, good worse bad like it, it kind of like grows the more you kind of come into who that voice is because you're not in your cave like well i get this and then i get this of like no the fails but whoa all the good yeah and accepting that that's okay like a bad day is okay a failure is okay that's that's been really helpful too all it's totally all okay yeah things we don't get taught all right if you're good my friend i'll put you back and we'll, sure. we'll see who else wants to come up Great. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Let me see who's got their hand up. Rename. Yay. Flora. Going after the um, beauty and not be, sleeping beauty, sleeping beauty fairy godmothers. Um, you, are you good? I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, cool. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How's it going? So good. What do you got? Now you guys can Great. hear me way better. So much better. Um, so I have a thing that I, I bet a lot of people struggle with, which is that um, I'm a general surgeon and um, at my job, we have, you know, you can like do a bunch of little cases or you can do sort of bigger cases in my group and like our surgical oncologist in our group just left. So there's a bunch of like surgeonk stuff going through. And the thing is, I've like never wanted to do surgeonk, but I, you know, trained at a very prestigious academic institution. So I feel like I could and I feel like I'm qualified to, but um, like a couple other people are starting to do more of the surgeonk and I'm feeling like FOMO, like I should be doing that. Or like a couple people are learning the robot and I'm like, Oh, I should be learning that. Um, and I just feel like a bunch of FOMO in terms of like what I should be doing, even though 
like part of me thinks I'd like to just do like little cases all day, like all outpatient cases and go home and not worry about anyone inpatient, you know, like just have an easy OR, like just not challenge myself and it'd be like super easy. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, no, I should really like push myself and do harder cases, even though like they totally stress me out. And I don't know. I mean, I, anyway, that's my dilemma really. It's just that I am kind of feeling like I'm, you know, not fulfilling my potential, but not knowing if that's really something I want to do. Yeah. What are you making? What are you making like the big cases mean? Um, just like, you know, bigger, um, just like bigger, uh, you know, like more surgical oncology cases, like, you know, whatever gastrectomies, um, you know, bigger colon cases than I know I would, I could do like, you know, hemicolectomies, but like doing APR, like I just signed up to do an APR, you know, in a few weeks, I'm like kind of nervous about cause I haven't done one since residency, stuff like that. And tell me about the more of the, of the FOMO, like why, why even listen to the FOMO? Um, it's mostly like I, you know, a lot of my colleagues from residency are, um, you know, in really prestigious institutions, like doing big cases. Um, and I, I end up going into general surgery, but you know, there's always a thing when you're like, oh, I'm just general surgery. Like I just do this. And so I feel like I, um, like wish I were like this badass surgeon doing big cases. And I think I probably could be, um, but it just like is kind of stressful to do also. Like I, like I never wanted to do Sardonk. I would have done a Sardonk fellowship if I wanted to, but seeing other people in my institution do it, who I think are like, you know, equal surgeons, not like more, more advanced than I am, makes me just feel like I should do it too. And it makes me feel badly that people consult them for cases. Like I'm like, why aren't they consulting me? I can do it like just as well as they could. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to see a model. So circumstance, what do you think of a circumstance of like, other surgeons doing, what's, what's the FOMO? Other surgeons doing big cases? Yeah, or other surgeons getting referred to the big cases. Like, like there, was all the, there are all these different practice patterns that got set up. Like even a new surgeon came who's junior to me, but she was just like, I can do all this stuff. And so people started referring to her and I'm like, wait, I'm like more senior than she is. Like, I, she can't do it. Mm -hmm. Other surgeons doing big cases. Is that fair? Yeah. Other surgeons. Okay. And what are your, what's your thoughts about that? Um, just like kind of like jealous, maybe feeling like left out a little bit. Left out. Okay. Do, 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 do. Let's put left out. So what's your thought creating your feeling of left out? Um, I don't know. My thought is like, I like, I wish I were being asked to do these things, even though I like, don't even, I mean, here's the thing. If there was like a, like a very qualified surgical oncologist at her institution, I'd be like more than happy to let them do it. It's just that like, right now it's all general surgeons. So I feel like I'm just as qualified as anyone, but like, you don't not, even like these cases, right? What? You don't even like these cases? I know. That's the thing. I don't even like these cases. Like just checking. I mean, I like some cases, but I like, I kind of like to push myself in the way we all like, you know, want to keep growing, like want to keep learning more stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's making you, what's making you feel left out? What thought is making you feel left out? Um, like not 
being asked to do cases? They aren't, they aren't asking me to do this case? Right. Okay. They aren't asking Um, okay. So when you feel left out, how do you, what happens? What do you do? Um, I don't know. I just like feel, feel sad. Like, I don't know. I feel badly. Like I feel like, you know, I'm getting, even though like most of my group does not do surgical oncology, everyone does general surgery. Um, it makes me feel like maybe like people don't think highly of me or something. Like maybe people are referring to other people because they like are worried about my quality or something, even though like, I don't really think so, but I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. So, so looking for evidence of feeling left out? Yeah, I guess so. And like a little frustrated too, because I think like the people who have been doing some of Surjonk have like tons of complications. So I'm like, this doesn't even make sense that people are referring to that. Like not tons of complications, but I'm like, there's no, like, I, I think objectively there's no reason that it's happening. It's, it's probably just like in my head that I'm I put malice well, when there's just like nothing, just like random. And you don't even want to do these cases, right? I know. I don't. Okay. I don't, like, I wish we had a sort of oncologist and then I could just be like, oh, that qualified person's doing this stuff. But I now I just feel like since there's no qualified person, like I should be one of the people. Why? I don't know. I don't know, but you, I don't know. I'll it's like a surgery thing. Right? Don't, like, don't other people feel like this too, where you like feel like you should do this stuff? You don't even really want to do it. There's nothing, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with what's happening in your brain. No, this is what brains do. We're like, you're like, your brain's like, this side doesn't even want these cases, but this side says, why pick me, pick me? Now nobody likes me because they're not picking me. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, so I wrote down compare and despair. Yeah as what you're doing, because you're kind of looking. And, and the other thing I think we tend to do is just like, we're, we get stuck on it, right? Like, well, that case and that case and in the future. And yeah, um, so we get, we ruminate. And so I think the results are, you don't even, you don't want to do these cases. And so you aren't doing these cases and you're still miserable. Yeah. Well, I'm doing some of the cases, like I'm doing like a couple, but I feel like the main referral patterns like don't go through me. Although this is like a new, like the guy just left the last person. So there's only been like a month, but it's all been going through to another couple people who are like controlling the referral queue. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm like, why are they controlling the referral queue? Like why aren't I controlling the referral queue? But it's like our chief and like one other person who wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, why do you want to keep beating yourself up with this thought? I don't know. Why do I? Why do you? Because surgeons are competitive. So competitive. For it. Um, well, I'd say the result, we'll finish, your, we'll finish your model. So we're comparing and despairing. We're ruminating. I'd say, you know, your results are probably not being, not being happy with any of the, what, doing the cases or not doing the cases, not happy. Yeah. So why does it matter that they ask you? Um, I guess like I would, I, maybe it's just like external validation that people, you know, think I'm a good surgeon. Mm -hmm. 
even though I don't think that this is what's happening? Well, like, I don't think that that's what's happened. I don't like, I, I don't think it went through anything formal like that where people are like, who's a good surgeon? I mean, like these two people do it. Like, I think it was pretty informal, but yeah. I mean, they're probably like, I mean, who knows? Number one, who knows what they're thinking? Number two, maybe they just saw like an opening on somebody's schedule. Number three, they were constipated and somebody else's name came up first. So they went for it. Like who knows, right? Um, but I think the, I think the question for you is like, what do you want to do? And why does it matter what anybody else? Well, there's like some cool stuff where you do bigger cases and like, like if you do the bigger cases, the senior residents operate with you, whereas like otherwise the junior residents operate with you, which is like fine, but you know, it's kind of like nice to be in the room where like all the seniors want to come hang out with you and like learn stuff. But what's so, the, what's the trade-off when that happens? I guess they do more of the case. You can't steal it from them. Right. Or you're doing cases you don't even want to be doing just to hang out with those people. Yeah. And then you have all these like complicated patients on service all for like days or weeks. Yeah. So what, what would you say is the, the, what's the problem here? Um, Maybe I'm too competitive or too ambitious that, and I don't even like want the thing I'm trying to get. That's what, I mean, that's what I see, but I, I wouldn't say it as like too competitive. It's just like, this is just how you are. Just see how it's creating a little bit of ick. Because I, I always shy away from like, I'm never going to tell a woman to not be too much. Like our, our job in this world is to be too much. I'm very happy with that, right? So it's like, oh, you should be less competitive so your life is happy. It's like, no, darn it, I'm competitive. Look at what the result is when I apply my competitiveness to cases I don't even want to do. Right. Right, versus like, I'm competitive. Maybe I should channel it over here and let these cases go. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I mean, of course that's true. And I was like trying to talk, I was talking to my like friend from college the other day or today, this morning. And I was just like, you know, most people don't care if I do big cases or little cases. Like my husband does not care. My friends like don't care. Like it's only for these like swagger points that I think are pretty mythical. Like I don't even think, I don't even think like most doctors care what kind of surgery you do. It's just kind of like when I talk to other surgeons, I want to be like, oh no, I do like all these big cases. <laughs> like it's like this fake um, metric I'm using for like being a badass surgeon. I'm like, oh no, but like I have to be doing these big cases. Whereas in reality, like I'm a surgeon no matter what, even if I only do like day surgery cases and everyone goes home the same day and I like never have complicated situations. Totally. And you make tons of money because you do tons of RVUs and everybody does well. Like oh, and the real irony, I mean, here's another ironic thing is like, we don't even bill, we get salaried. So like, it doesn't even matter what cases we do. Like I could do like four lipomas in the OR all day or like two Whipples and I bill exactly the same. Like I get paid the exact same amount. There's zero financial benefit to doing big cases. Right? So, so yeah, I mean, I think the, the whole thing about coaching is never, I mean, at least our view of coaching is to never, we're never gonna tell you what to do, right? Our job is to like lift up the sheet and be like, isn't it interesting? You don't wanna do these cases yet you continue to beat yourself up over these cases. Right, it's just to like show you your thoughts and show you what you're creating. It's never to be like, that's bad, that's good. You should, o you should only, like the goal is you can keep being, keep doing this. I was like, keep being miserable and like comparing and despairing. Or I like to look at it as like, we all have energy and this is where you're putting some of your energy right now. 
And is that the best place for you to put your energy? Yeah, that's true. I like, we had a tumor board meeting yesterday and like one of the colleagues that is like trying to do more of the surgeon, who's my junior partner, she like asked some question in tumor board and then I answered it. And then she was like, well, I'd like for the oncologist to answer. And I was like, okay. and then in my mind, I was like so mad at her for like putting me down in front of the whole tumor board, even though I don't really think anyone else in tumor board cared that she was rude to me. It was like a little embarrassing for me though. And it made me so annoyed all day. And then later I was like, this is like a huge waste of my time to be annoyed about this all day because who even knows if she meant it meanly or if she was just like embarrassed that she didn't know the answer. Totally. Totally. Like she, she probably had it all about her and like, wasn't like today I'm going to be vindictive towards that person and say something smarty. Like yeah. people just, people don't care. They care about themselves. Everybody just cares about themselves when it comes down to it. And then we just, we all kind of make it mean stuff about us. Yeah, like nobody cares. No one's trying to like keep the cases from me. They're just like wanting to do the cases themselves. I think is what's happening is like, I don't think anyone's like, oh, they, she doesn't deserve to. I think they're just like, oh, here's a case. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what if, what if everybody just got to be big badass surgeons? What do you mean? Like what if no matter what they did and no matter what you did, it was all just perfect. I don't really understand. So like, you mean, what if I did the big cases or if I was okay doing little cases? What if you, what if you got to, what if you did the cases that you did that you liked and it was totally cool? Yeah. I mean, that'd be fine. And then I could just do like the big cases like rarely or like eventually do them later in my career or something. I don't know. I, I kind of feel it. a little bit like if I don't do them soon, cause I'm like five years out of residency, then I'll like never do them, mm -hmm. but that's probably not true. Like, I guess I'm worried that if I never do them now, I'll never do them. Like now's the time for me to be doing more, but I guess that's not really true. Like I can do more and more later. Do you, do you want to do them? I mean, I don't want to, I want like a, I would way rather have like a surgical oncologist there, but I guess I'd like to continue improving my skills, not just like doing gallbladders and hernias forever. But I don't like the stress for sure. I like have to think about the cases and I stress about it all week pre-op. Right. And I think that goes back to, you know, what we were talking about with the last, the last uh, surgeon is like, there's good and bad that comes with everything. And we just try to be like, can I have like the no stress, but the glory of the big cases? Yeah. No, you can't. Right. And so yeah. it's like in deciding what you truly want to do to be like, is that what you want versus no, I don't, I don't want that stress. And that means more to me than giving up the skill set of a liver transplant. Right. Right. I mean, I already went into general surgery because I like did not want to do surgical oncology. Like if I wanted to do surgical oncology, I would have gone to surgical oncology. So I already like meant to give it up. It's just that like, now that the opportunity is there, I feel like I should do it even though I don't really want to, I guess. Yeah, I, I hear that. And I think like we will always have opportunities, especially as like surgery changes and then there's new tools and then there's new toys. Like there'll always be stuff. I would just, I would, in, in wanting that like mythical surgical oncologist to come, like you just want that person to come so that you can stop 
Yeah. You can feel better. Right. Right. And right. you know, the coaching would say you can feel better without that surgical oncologist ever coming. That person will not solve your problem. Yeah. That person might come and bring like so much surge on business with that. You're like, you have more surge on to do like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thoughts and how you feel, that's all, that's all your inner work. The surgical oncologist isn't going to make you feel any better. Yeah, you're right. I bet. Yeah. I think part of it was like, I was worried that people were like thinking poorly of me, but you're right. People are just thinking about themselves. They probably don't. They're so just thinking of themselves. My favorite story I like to diverge to tell you, like, especially if it's a male surgeon, I was pregnant. I hadn't told my partners I was assisting on a cystectomy. I got out and puked twice. I had to break scrub and puke twice. And I was mortified by it. And I was like, crap, I'm going to have to tell them like today that I'm pregnant. Yeah. So afterwards we have our meeting and I'm like, I got to tell you guys, you know, I'm pregnant. That's why I scrubbed out twice today. And my partner's like, I just thought you had the shits. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You didn't, you didn't think I was pregnant at all? She's like, no, she saw you ate something yesterday. <laughs> dude, for sure. That's like such a dude thing. To They're not thinking about you. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's such a good story where I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm going to, you know, lose my job or not, you know, like all the things that go into your head when you have to like dispose of pregnancy, at least back yeah. in the day. Um, and they're like, no, no, no. I just thought you had tacos. They don't care. All right. <laughs> um, any other place where you're, you're feeling stuck on this? No, that's mainly that. I think like just feeling like feeling left out and feeling embarrassed, I think was largely a factor of like assuming that. I was being intentionally shut out, but I think like thinking about it that nobody really cares about anyone else is true. In the most loving way that that's a fact, right? Yeah, like, totally. Thank goodness we're all caring for ourselves because we got to care for ourselves, which doesn't leave us a lot of time to care. It's not like everybody's uncaring, right? It's like, no, we've all got to, everybody's just kind of trying their best. Right. Because there's actually no like maliciousness between me and these other people. Like there really isn't any like, I think we all like each other actually it's more just like i was assuming they in their minds were like let's keep her out but they probably weren't thinking anything they're probably not and if you asked them they'd be like i just thought you had the shits yep fair enough they're like why why are you so grumpy do you need something totally uh yeah no i think uh, this is like this is your brain just being like but i don't even want to do this but I want to be included in everything. And that's just your brain doing a brain thing. Yeah. Like, it's not good or bad. It's just what our brains do. And then you can, once you see it, right. Cause then you're like up here looking at it. You're like, well, you only have so much energy in the day. I actually, I, I don't want to spend it on this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Good. Yes. Awesome. All right. I've got one more person. We'll see if she wants to come on. Actually, I have two. So raise your hand if you haven't been coached yet, because there's two of you, and we probably have time for one of you. Anybody want to come on for 13 minutes of awesome coaching? Let's see a hand go up. The raise hand thing is usually down at the bottom. 
can find it. Then I'll know who to pull over. Or you can just top in. There you go. Okay, cool. Okay, Flora, Merriweather, Fauna. Is that the other name? I don't know. Let's see. I can't hear you talking yet. All right. Here you are. Okay, perfect. Um, so good afternoon. Um, I good really afternoon. like your your top or your dress, whatever you have on. Thank you. <laughs> really good colors. I'm having fun with it for sure. Yeah, I like it. Um, so I was trying to think of something to be coached about, but I like, I call just makes me so tired. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I think part of call is that we don't control any of it. Um, and sometimes we're asked to do things that maybe we weren't, we weren't wanting to do um or planning to do or or somebody else could do them but they are our responsibility so i think that yeah so i guess the circumstance is just call because it's call. just part yeah. of the job yeah call. i have been coached on call as well <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably have been co coached on call before also. <laughs> I've been coached on call for the rest of my career. Yes. Just, I think if people who, like people who think you only need to be coached on something once, like, no, it's okay to get, like I still, what my, my recurring thing I get coached on is um, working mom. That's kind of a recurring one for me. Just yeah. so people know, like, it's okay if you haven't like nailed super hard situations in your life yet. But we're, we're all works in progress. Okay, so call. What do you, what's your thought? One call. One thought that came up was call makes me tired. Um, are there what other thoughts do you have about call? I don't like call. <laughs> I don't like call. What else? Um, it's call is it's like a thorn in my side. Call is pain. Call is pain. It's unpleasant. Unpleasant. What else? Um, I wish I didn't have to do a call. Yes. I wish I didn't have to take it. Mm -hmm. And some parts of call are particularly difficult, like stuff in the middle of the night. Yeah. Call mess up your next day. You're already tired because you worked all day and then you're doing something in the middle of the night and then you have to work and be super great, fantastic again the next day. Mm -hmm. Calls demanding. Yes, demanding. Any, any other thoughts? Uh, 
Um, no. No. Did any one of those feel the truest to you? Um, I wish I didn't have to take call. How do you feel when you think, I wish I didn't have to take call? Uh, bad. <laughs> I feel um, that it, you know, it's a feeling of tired. I feel bad. I actually um, just had that, the wheel posted and I should have pulled that out to look at all the feelings that I could right. feel. Like I've identified um, 36 unique feelings. Right. Uh, okay, tell me, tell me more about feeling bad. Is there, is there a more specific bad? Is it like, is it like? Well, it's bad because, you know, like I'm, I know I'm probably not gonna get sleep. And I figured out in the last couple of years, I definitely do much better when I get sleep. I didn't used to think I needed it, but definitely need sleep. And then I'm not there to do what I need to do with my kids. Like, don't count on me to pick them up from soccer practice. Um. Mm -hmm. um, what about the feeling specifically with this thought? I wish that, I didn't have to take call. How does that make you feel? Um, well, some guiltiness, like, that's what surgeons do. They take call. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what the bosses say that we chose this. We, we knew what we were getting into, which I don't think is exactly true. <laughs> we did not know what we were doing. It's like asking any 22 year old if they can right. like good with the rest of their life. Yes. Do you remember like never being tired? Remember the early 20s? <laughs> So it's been so long now. <laughs> I, I think of them. I'm like, you could literally, you can literally like abuse your body and like, right, go to the next party. Yes. Anyway, okay. So we're feeling guilty. Uh, are you feeling guilty over thinking the thought, or does this thought make you feel guilty? Well, it's both, but I definitely feel guilty over thinking it too. Okay. Um, that oh, I wish I didn't feel this way about call. Like I wish. Maybe I thought it was an adventure, <laughs> but um, I don't, that's going to take a lot of work to get to that thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, call is an adventure. I think that's, that can be a thought, but it might not be your like overarching one. Um, right. I think, I think there's so much here that I hate. I, I want to like leave you with some nuggets before we go. Yes. Um, I think, the big thing for call, I think for a lot of people is fighting with reality. Yes. And I, I just like, like, it's like sifting it down, right? Like all these thoughts about call is like fighting with reality of like, I wish it wasn't hard. I wish I didn't have to do it. I wish they wouldn't call me in the middle of the night. You're like all these, like, you're basically trying to like fight with yes. the reality of call. And once you kind of see it as that, then it, everything is just fighting with reality. And being like, oh, but I have a job that requires call. Mm -hmm. And they actually call me in the middle of the night because I'm the one on call. You know, and like, mm -hmm. 
being it as like, it's a reality that I'm fighting against, which creates this whole layer of misery on top of the fact that this is just part of your job. Yeah. And, you know, and so that, that would be my first thing to work on is like the fighting with reality part of like, it's just adding additional pain. And I don't think it works for everybody, but for me, yeah. when I realize I'm just fighting with reality, it kind of lets me like, oh, who am I to be fighting with reality? Like it almost like lets me let a lot of this go. Okay. Um, and try, I would say just try that on of like, oh, I'm fighting with reality again. Why am I adding more pain to the already pain of calm? Yes. Right, because now you're just like, it's more energy into something that you're already very trying to protect your energy with. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, so that would be my, like in our very short time yes. together of like the fighting with reality. And then the other thing that came up for me that I think a lot of coaches would be of like, why do you choose to take call? You literally don't have to. And that's a lot to unpack in like three minutes. Yes. But it's like, you choose to be a surgeon, which offers money and prestige and interesting days and adoration and, oh, and call, right? Of like, that, that's why you choose it. Cause it's that 50, 50 of this job. And this job isn't always good okay yeah that, that's good but that's like i was like speed coaching yeah I'm like two topics fighting with reality <laughs> yeah and truly like you don't have to do it right you like we don't have to do it and mm -hmm. then in not that that it makes call any less painful it's not to like people calling us at two in the morning sucks our bodies like eight hours of sleep it doesn't right. make some of the pain better but it it's almost like, no, no, this is part of what I'm signing up for. Yeah. Sorry for yeah. the speed dating on it, though. I like it. Push on call in eight minutes. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I've been bringing, I would say bring it back and, like, let's talk about kind of where you yeah. went with that and see if, it, see if it helped. I would love to know. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, ladies, thanks so much for joining me. See you soon.